Welcome back to Unemployed with Anna Roisman. Oh my God, it's a beautiful week to have this podcast. The news of the stimulus has come out. By the time you hear this episode, you'll probably either have already gotten it or know someone who has gotten it, fingers crossed. I'm here with Ellen. Ellen, what's going on? Hey. Hey. For that stimmy. Get that stimmy, baby. Get it in the pocket. I know. I am too. Uh, you know, I always feel like it's never going to happen. Do you ever feel that? Way? You're like, no, these are things I just see on the internet. Will I actually get it? We'll see. Yeah. It's really magical to have extra money appear in your bank account. It, it is. And you know what? It, it's needed. But it, 1400 doesn't cover much. You know what I mean? Like, I, I wish I could. It, it's amazing. But I, I hear of what other countries get and stuff. And I'm like, oh, wow, they really they really care about like their people. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, well, for people who are unemployed or have had their hours like drastically reduced, there's no way that $1,400 is going to be any help. I know. Um, but, you know. But it's um, something. It's something. It's also a pretty good deal for ki- people with kids. Like, Oh, do they, they get, get more? Yeah, they get like money per kid. So that's uh, that's cool. That's nice. That's nice to count the children. Yeah. But those poor single people. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, all the single poor sad people. We love you. You're here listening to this podcast and we love you for it. Uh Yeah. Have Ellen, kids. How, how have you been though? We haven't recorded in a little while. Spoiler, we've we banked a couple. Spoiler <laughs> alert. We how banked a couple. It? Yeah, I've been chilling. I don't know. Um um, have you been? I'm good. You know what? I've never been so excited about daylight savings. Like, it's going to be lighter later. We're going to be able to go out and, like, meet up soon for a drink mm-hmm. outside and feel like, wow, it's not freezing. We can, like, chill because the sun is still out. I'm excited for this time in our lives. I'm excited for that, too. Yeah, it, it feels more and more like spring every day. Like, we've had some really nice warm warm days I know I love it we have to have our little HQ reunion that we keep saying we're gonna have we gotta we gotta plan it I know now that I have $1,400 coming in I'll buy you a drink I'll buy myself a drink I'm ready to we'll buy an open bar for everyone (laughs) yeah right we'll make it happen we'll have a little party um I did crowdsource a little earlier today on Twitter because I'm curious I'm curious what this stimulus means for people means two people. Um, and so I just said, okay, real answers. I said, you know, I don't want to take any of your bits, but when you say real answers on any post, you know, you're going to get some bullshit, <laughs> some bullshit. Of in course. There. Yeah. What so do people say? I said, real answers. What are you going to do with $1,400? Some people know me. So God bless. Oh, Amanda. I know she, Amanda Goose Key is what it's her, <laughs> is her name on Twitter, but she listens to this podcast. She wrote definitely Domino's a girl after my own heart. You know I love Domino's. I I could spend fourteen hundred dollars. Fourteen hundred dollars of Domino's. I could. Wow. Yeah, I actually yeah. could. We had some answers. Uh, buy the same low shelf booze, but only more of it. Okay. Ooh, okay. Okay. Stock up that bar cart. Yeah, yes. Like yes. Money goes to bills for being alive. We love the realness of this one. Um, yeah, that's you know. very responsible. Someone, this is a brag, someone wrote, be happy for the people that get it and continue to mind my own business. <laughs> Whoa. So that person's like making six figures? Yeah, or that person's rich and respectful uh, in a very stern way, I'd say. 
<laughs> yeah, a um, little bit of an attitude there, but whatever. <laughs> I know, right? Someone wrote nothing. I don't qualify. Even have a kid. Boo. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I feel for you. You know, you should get everyone with a kid should get it. If they've gone through this fucking pandemic with a kid and they've had to homeschool or like be their own kid, you know, that's like a good point. Yeah. Take care of a kid and work from home or whatever you're doing. Like that's that's yeah, hard. Like they should be reimbursed for child care, basically. Yeah. I relate to this next one. Uh, they said, pay my overdue utilities. Mm, mm. That's that's got to hurt. Oh, mm, God. Yeah. The other day <laughs> I was like, holy shit, our Con Ed bill is over $600. And I like lost my mind. And Jared was like, oh, well, we just haven't paid it for like three months. Which Whoa. I know sometimes we do that, I guess I shouldn't I probably shouldn't give that up on the pod. But you know what? <laughs> that's real. That's Anna. I'm a good procrastinator. Don't look at my credit score. Um, <laughs> someone else wrote new sofa and save the rest for future travel. Wow. That. Wow. Ooh, impressive wow. way to lay I, out that $1,400. I think couches are pretty expensive. <laughs> oh, but, I like that. You know, sometimes um, you can find a good cheap one. Someone here. You'll like this one. Uh, order a shit ton of cosplay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you know, Little, if maybe you like a Dungeons and Dragons sort of guy. Oh no! Yeah, Jared oh, would no. love that. <laughs> oh god! Oh no! Uh, someone said fix the broken pipe from Freeze and Bills. Okay, that seems mm. logical. That seems maybe they're in Texas. Got a lot of frozen pipes in Texas. Yeah. Oh, you'll. I like this one. Someone wrote fourteen hundred dollars worth of pudding. <laughs> See, that's one of those joke answers where it's like, you're never going to do that. But you know who would do that? Like a YouTuber or a TikToker. Like, that's who's buying $1,400. Right. And then get sponsored by that pudding company and then make back the money in, you know, double. And yeah. Maybe I should do that, Ellen. Now you're giving me, maybe I should, you know, I, my dream job is to be a full-on influencer. Mm-hmm. I'm a micro-influencer. I have influenced before, but I'm not like a full-time influencer. But like, could you imagine if I just bought like fucking $1,400 worth of rice pudding? Yeah, that like, could be your new thing, just buying <laughs> enormous amounts of pudding. Uh, people like that people like that and you know what it's a real challenge for a lactose intolerant person so oh yeah <laughs> it's like a facing your fear sort of oh yeah maury uh it's like a maury uh <laughs> maury povich episode what exactly <laughs> yeah mind. i think he did paternity tests and shit but l- let me know about that pudding episode where you face your fears of eating <laughs> milk again Maybe was it not more that did like the facing your fears episodes where like there I don't pe- know people who like are afraid of pickles and they would bring out a bunch of pickles and they that, would scream. That sounds like an around. awful fear. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'll have to look this up. Look it up. It's fun. <laughs> fun stuff. Um, I'm very excited for our guest today. He is one of the funniest around town. I gotta say that. Uh, I I did his podcast. He has a great podcast called Loud About Nothing, uh, which, you know what? We love and need right now. We need more people to be loud about nothing. We've got Sebastian Connolly on the pod. What's up? Hello. What's going on? Hello. Nice to be. Thank you so much for having me. This is beautiful. Thank you for doing it. You know, there were a couple weeks there. I thought Sebastian doesn't want to do my podcast. Stop. 
Literally, <laughs> Ellen, I don't think you know this. I emailed him yeah, like what? a month ago to the email that I got for doing your podcast. So I thought, oh, this must be what he uses right now. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. yes. And, it, and, it, and I said, mm-hmm. hey, would love to have you on my podcast. I had so much fun on yours. Well, come do it. No answer. I was like, ouch. We had so much fun. Like, <laughs> I know. I know. That's Wait. cold. Wait, and so then you finish didn't. the story. Finish okay, the story. Wait, you can't leave it there. You can't leave it I there. I thought, you know what? I thought, I thought, I'll try him again. You know, people are busy and they're not checking me. I don't know. Maybe I give you the benefit of the doubt. I shoot another email. Hey, did you see the email I sent above? Uh, let me know if you want to do the pod. No fucking response. And I'm just like, what a bitch. Like, maybe I did suck on his podcast. Then I'm thinking it's me. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Everyone should go check it out. The Soup Queen. The Soup Queen episode. You did not suck on the podcast. But I never got a single email from he you. He never got an email. So then you're on Instagram. I don't know. I'm watching Instagram stories aimlessly, you know, probably on the toilet, wherever the uh-huh. fuck I watch them. The and part. I was like, I was like, he's my friend. I'll just DM him. And I was like, hey, did you get my emails about coming on the pod? And you're like, no. No, not at all. So I was so happy that you DM me um, because I didn't receive any of your emails for some reason. And I made someone else email me to check to make sure I'm not just missing emails. So it's just... For some reason, the gods don't want us to talk. I guess. Yeah. Well, it was also a different email. It was like it was like your loud about nothing email. Was it? Yeah. That's like what popped up. Like when I typed in your name in in Gmail, that's what came up first, I guess. So I just clicked it. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, you know what it is? What? I don't look at that email. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. A hundred percent. The kid Robbie looks at that email for me. So he definitely saw I was getting emails. Robbie's like, this doesn't look like it applies to me. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Delete. Robbie? Um, I I do have on my phone. Hold on. I will tell you right now how many unread emails I have. And you cannot judge. Oh, I have. uh, Let's see. I bet I have more. Okay. This is. (gasps) This is a fun game. Okay. I have 66,119 unread emails. <gasps> Holy shit. Whoa. I have 66,000 unread yeah. emails. So if okay. I've ever answered your email, you you have to know. Anyone out there, if I've answered your emails, I love you. you yeah, you're basically dating I, at this special. point. That's huge. <laughs> How many do you have, Anna? 18,106. That's still a lot. That's years. Very impressive. We don't care about anybody. Yeah. Most <laughs> Actually, most of them are probably from stores or like brands that yeah. I like. And they're yeah. all like, and I think I'm going to ever look at them so I don't delete them. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, maybe there's a promo code, you know? 100%. 100%. I, <laughs> they've all expired by now. Ellen, how many unread emails do you have on yours? Like... She's gonna be like six. Not, yeah, <laughs> not many. No. That's why you're a uh, producer. I like to keep my uh, email inbox pretty clean. It would take me three years to do that. It would take you ten. I know. I've given up. I, I think. I think I have no choice. I need to start a new email. Yeah. I have 192. Stop bragging. Wow. Jesus. <laughs> 192. I could blow through yeah. those for you in a day, you know? I know. Uh, yeah. You know what it is? <laughs> when you start going on auditions, they make you sign up for 100 casting network uh, right. notifications. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. every day I get emails about like, 
40, 50 emails about uh, untitled projects needs extras from the 1920s in the background, right. right? Right. And I just don't open any of them. So and then that piles up over the years. Yeah, I hear you. I've got those, too. Yeah. I love I love getting them. You know, it makes me think now I'm like, oh, wow, work is happening for people. <laughs> Someone's going to be that 1920s background. Act. <laughs> <laughs> I know those emails only make me go, ah. Oh, I guess I'm not getting auditions. That's the only reason. That's the only thing those emails ever do. Oh, Kimmy Schmidt's shooting again. Oh, that's wonderful. Good for people. Good for people. That's so funny. That's so true. Once in a blue moon, I'll see something that I'm like, this applies to me and I'll forward it to my agent and be like, hey, did you see this? Because I saw this from, you know, the weird websites that funnel to brunette girl. I don't know. Fucking whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be like, this is one I want. And then, you know. They'll yeah. come back and be like, yeah, I'm sorry. You're not right for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. It's it's hard. It's hard. So, I, I don't think my agent knows who I am. <laughs> yes, I do. I'm clearly I, like it's really hard to not figure out who I am. Sometimes <laughs> they send me on the most wild auditions that don't they don't even have. It's not even something I'll get cast for like skinny. I, I got I got an audition for a skinny, tiny tuba player. I'm 300 fucking pounds. Okay. <laughs> There's no like, middle okay. school, right? Yes. Middle school band. <laughs> they, uh, they want it. It's like, oh, it should be comical how big the tuba looks as this person's holding the tuba. I yeah. literally make tubas look like trumpets. So oh my I don't God. know why they sent me this fucking audition. So I had one of those like literally a couple days. The last self tape I did, I'm reading, you know, the description in the email thought it was like a best friend character. She's loud. She's funny. She tells it like it is. Perfect. It was like great for me. Yeah. I'm reading the script and let's just say it was it was it was specifically a certain ethnicity that wow. I am not. And then it was like, you know, she's talking about how how much she's been dieting and all this shit. And so I was like, she she should probably like, you know, not look like she needs to. I don't know. I was just like, none of this. And I said, <laughs> I sent back. I go, are you sure it's OK that I auditioned for this? Because mm-hmm. like. You know, if I'm reading this script, I'd be like, oh, I could cast this with five people I know who would do a great job at this. Yes. And it's a, you know, we're living in a sensitive time. And they were like, well, you know, they, they wanted you because they never know what they're going to actually go with and blah, blah. And I get that. But I'm also sure. like, but it feels weird to read a script where you're like, shit, I shouldn't be auditioning for this role. I just auditioned mm-hmm. for uh, 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 a Latino uh, DJ. So Love I, I am a, a big Italian man. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I told my agent and they go, no, it's good to send it. They just go, it's good to send it. I know. That's what they say. Because they're like, maybe they have an Italian guy at the party. <laughs> I know. I yeah. guess so. I guess so. <laughs> Who knows? So how have you been? You've been working? You've been unemployed? What's your quarantine sitch? My been? quarantine sitch is I am mommy's little boy and I am down in the basement <laughs> being mommy. Mommy's good little boy. She makes me food. She leaves it outside the door. I eat it, and I just have to give her a nice big hug every day, and we're a beautiful family. Wow. I'm not working. I, I love I, it. I teach online improv, which I have to say, That's I fun. thought I was living my dream teaching improv in person, and I had no idea how my what my dreams were because it's really teaching improv online. <laughs> Nothing is better than doing Zoom improv. When I was a little boy and I saw Chris Farley, I said, one day, I hope I get to watch other people try to be funny. And that's what I get. <laughs> that's what and you now I get do. to do that online. It's beautiful. Wait, that's great. I actually, I got to say, when the pandemic first happened, I did some improv show where they, I was like uh, a monologist. It was like an ASCAT kind of thing. 
And I thought it was the, they were so funny. And I was like, oh my God, I like improv more watching it on Zoom. I was like, this you know, is fun. You know what's nice? I get to wear I, I wear shorts and slides. I don't have to. I, I could literally just grab my coffee and come sit in this little room. It's That's the best part about it. And I also that's get to great. meet people from around the world. I like yeah. just coached some team from Toronto right before I came here. That's so cool. Yeah, I love that. That is nice. Yeah. yeah. It, so ex- that's, oh, expands, yeah. you know. You get to expand your of course. coaching skills. <laughs> I, get to, I get to uh, learn different, like, local vernacular. Yeah. You can what now is- put on your resume, international improv coach Sebastian Connolly. Yes, mm-hmm. that's, Anna, actually, my last name is pronounced Canelli. Canelli. I, I hate to. Um, I, it, as it came out, I was like, you're wrong. You know what? Every single person in my life says Connolly. And really? Yeah, it's it's not a big deal, but for some reason my dad always corrected it. So I'm in my gut always correct it. Right. Because, because you're now living at home and you know, the Canellis are gonna come after you if they hear it wrong from I, upstairs. My dad will my dad is the I am so big and loud. My dad is such a kind, mild mannered man. <laughs> really? Sweet, yes. He's he's very skinny and tall and he's very mild mannered and soft spoken. <laughs> he was a principal. He likes to he's well read, he thinks about things. And then they gave birth to me, this monster <laughs> of a Staten Island beast. Everyone thinks that my dad is like some big Goomba man. And I pretend that he is. I, I, I would think that. Yeah. I totally lean. I go, yeah, my dad, we eat, we eat every day. We're eating fucking meatballs and we got all got guinea teas on. We got stains all over ourselves. My dad's upstairs playing a ukulele, singing, no. uh, singing George Harrison upstairs. Hey, I love Sounds that. Nice. I love that for you, too. You know, that's is your mom loud? Yeah, my mom's loud. My mom's me if, if I if I didn't if I had no self awareness. <laughs> like, like I understand I'm crazy, but she doesn't understand she's crazy. I've seen your mom in your social media. You've put her on you put mm-hmm. her on you know the vids a couple times. She is very funny, but does not like comedy. Okay. She, she does not. <laughs> she is very funny, but she does not like when people laugh because she thinks they're laughing at her. And here's the thing, we are. we are laughing at her and but she's just like me my emotions are very big very fast and so are hers everything was everything was a a big disaster i remember one thing about my mom she taught me i we're she goes sebastian sebastian listen to me always (laughs) when you go to the car look underneath because men sometimes hide underneath the cars and cut your police tendons life lesson from mom those are the life lessons i was getting from my mom and we cannot laugh at that because this is serious and if if she i have to whisper this because she's right above me okay oh my god but if she hears me telling this story she does not see the humor in it wow wow i love that and your dad's up there being like honey just meditate for a few minutes you know take the edge off He's 100%. No one's coming for your Achilles today. <laughs> Nobody. No, but that's that's what makes it work. That's what makes them work. My dad has his uh, Jimmy Buffett. He, he wears his Tommy Bahama shirts. And she cool. wears all velour and lies on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> they sound similar to my parents, actually. Really? My mom's very loud. You know, she's, yeah, she's a Jewish woman from Long Island. She grew up in mm. Long Island. My dad's from Philly. He's a lawyer. He's very, like... He's much more calm, you know? My mom yeah. is all over the place. Like, if she's making eggs, it's like every pan has just fallen from the sea. It's the loudest. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> my dad was like, "We're I'm gonna try and get those like magnetic like you know things to close cabinets so she can't so she can't like slam shit and like oh <laughs> she, yeah yeah she she makes a show out of what she's doing always oh, oh but she's not so funny. funny she's not a comedian you know no. nothing to do with it yeah no a hundred percent our moms was our moms would not get along but they're similar. <laughs> would not get along because those people do not get along. Probably but, not. No. Yeah. They, you know, they would fake it really well though. Oh, phenomenal. My mom puts on a show for people. My mom yeah. puts on a show. Yeah. My, it's, it's amazing. And I like, I think that's amazing. I love loud people like that. Yeah. That's who too. I grew up with. I think, remember when the, uh, the bagel boss guy came around? <laughs> Yeah, yes. the bagel boys. I'm yeah. really topical, right? And everyone's like, "I love like, it." Can you fucking <laughs> you remember believe? That yeah, meme? Can, yeah. Remember that meme from a few years ago before all the disaster happened? Yeah. So everyone was uh, like, "Those are better times." Honestly, take me back to Bagel Boss. I would. Yeah, those yeah. were better, better times. And everyone was like, "Can you believe how angry and mean this guy was?" And I'm like. Are you kidding me? That's who I grew up around. Like, that <laughs> is just a normal trip to a fucking Sagaing Bagels is the Bagel Boss hanging out there. I love that. It's funny. I saw someone on Instagram something about Bagel Boss the other day, and I thought, oh, are they back? Are they are they out of the, you know, out of jail? <laughs> and, like, you can now go to Bagel Boss and get a bagel again, and it's it's okay? Like, you're not going to get judged? I hope so. <laughs> I hope yeah. so. <laughs> yeah, because you know what? The bagels don't deserve it. You know what I mean? No, they don't. My, my, <laughs> my parents have nice bagels upstairs right now. They, they, every day they ask me. They, they, my, the nicest part about being home is my mom buys salmon, smoked salmon. Hell yeah. Mm. So you are kind of Jewish in a little bit. I, I will say something. Jewish people and Italian people are very similar. Yeah. Very similar. Very. It's, it's Meals are very important to all of our families. Yes, 100%. And they're eating dinner without me today, and it's, it's, it's a whole big to-do. Wow. I'm sorry. Because of this? Anna, every day it's a to-do that I don't eat dinner with them, okay? <laughs> I never eat dinner with, I eat dinner with them once a week. And every day that I don't, it's a whole big... Oh, I, my mom goes, I'm, I'm going to make salmon. I go, Ma, I can't have salmon tomorrow. I can't. I'm busy. I got stuff. And she goes, silence for a while. She goes... What's the matter? You don't like salmon no more? She's <laughs> <laughs> taking it personally. A hundred percent. So it's but that's every day here. Sebastian, I you know what? I envy your life right now. My parents sold the house I grew up in uh, without letting me know when oh. I was a junior in college. They didn't let my brother and I know. And they left our house and it's oh. still, uh, I know. And so I didn't even get to like say goodbye to my room or anything. And uh, and they moved to a two bedroom apartment in Center City, Philadelphia. And we were like, what if, what if we, they have three kids. I was like, what if yeah. we need to come home for something, you know? And my parents were like, we never want you to come home. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're not coming home. My dad was like, if the three of you ever come home at the same time, do you know how much cheaper it is for me to get a hotel room for a fucking weekend than yeah. to have a huge house that I have to maintain? And I was like, okay. So many people's parents love when they come home. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, not us. We don't want to have a house. <laughs> wow. That, that's cold. That's yeah. my, my parents are the exact opposite. My mom is like, cause I'm getting ready. I'm like, Oh, I'm like, I'm going to probably move back to Brooklyn soon. Uh, cause things seem like they're might be getting better. And she's like, you know, there's no rush. She goes, you have a car. You can go to the city whenever you want. I'll do your laundry. That's, what, that's always the selling point is doing my laundry. I love it. Yeah, that's yeah. tempting. Tell your mom I'll come there to get my laundry done if, if that's allowed. Anna, you joke. 
My mom drives to the city, picks up my twins' laundry, and drives home and does it, and then brings it back to the city. Stop. Wow. The Verrazano Bridge is like twenty dollars to cross. <laughs> Drop off services cheap. That is a mom. That is super mom. That is my mom. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, I might take you up on that at some point. You know, <laughs> I, I had to go downstairs today. They were all taken. It really wasn't a good situation. You know. I'm so sorry. I thank you. I'm so. I'm thinking about you during these times. This <laughs> is really you. hard. <laughs> All right, so I got to take it back to your jobs. I want to talk okay. about when you were younger, uh, what was like the first job you had as a teenager? Or did mom ever, did your parents ever say get a job or were you? Always, <laughs> okay. always. My parents were teachers, so we didn't, it wasn't like, there was no money being thrown around this house okay. at that point. <laughs> so um, I, my first job I had was, Applebee's. I was a busboy at Applebee's. I love and it. Of course. It was such a fun. It, I thought it would be fun, <laughs> but it was not fun. First off, I got the job because my sister, her high school boyfriend worked there. Okay. And so you had to take a, a, a drug test to get the job. And corporate. I, Corporate, very corporate. I was, I was go. It was my first step into corporate America, and <laughs> <laughs> and so I had to take a drug test. It was one of those oral swab drug tests. So it's like just testing if you've done drugs within the last twenty four hours. You know, <laughs> it's not like a blood test where they could test for years or pee or any yes. of that. No, okay. no, no. Um. So I went, and then my sister's boyfriend's called my house and left a voicemail pranking my mom saying Sebastian can't get the job because he failed for marijuana uh, and no. I was 14 years old <laughs> oh my god my mom goes Sebastian what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> oh no I love him <laughs> 100 wow to, yeah it was um it was a time and then I had to call I go ma I'm not smoking weed I swear I swear and I was smoking so much weed yeah <laughs> <laughs> did you pass the test I passed the drug test. I passed it. Thank, thank you. Thank Good you. Job. I still, mm. I still, well, that's one of my big, biggest success that I passed the drug test when I was 14. That's amazing. <laughs> I <laughs> once didn't go to a drug test for a job because I had smoked weed and I thought, just don't show up. I don't, I'd rather not really? show than show up and have it come back negative. That's smart. Yeah. That's but my parents were the opposite. Again, my really? parent, it was freshman year of college and it was for like a hotel, like to be a cocktail waitress. And I didn't go. Uh-huh. And uh, and my mom's like, why wouldn't you go? And I go, because I, I smoked weed last night at a party <laughs> in college. I'm so bad now. And my yeah. parents were like, oh, no, those tests, they're only testing for real drugs. Weed doesn't count on, on a drug test. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it counts. It counts. Yeah, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> it's definitely not true. My parents are like, they're looking to see if you did coke. Did you do coke? I'm like, no, they're, you're, you're fine. Then you're fine. You're not doing real drugs. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, your parents are so chill um, <laughs> when it comes to drugs. You know, <laughs> they My mom were. was counting the Benadryls I would have. You know? <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah. I should say my dad's sober now many years. Beautiful. But growing up, it was a party. Uh, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Sure, yeah. All right, back to you. So you get the job at Applebee's. I'm working at Applebee's, and I'm a busboy. And um, I thought my parents were like, this will be good for him. He'll get responsibility. Everyone there was the biggest party animal I ever met when I was 14 <laughs> years old. This oh, is no. literally the... 
I made my new weed connect from the person that worked at Applebee's. The first time I ever bought pills was from the bowl, my manager at Applebee's. Okay. <laughs> they used to, so if they used to take us in the back and we used to shotgun beers and as we on smoked the cigarettes on the job, <laughs> oh, on the shit. job, we used to go shotgun beers in the back of Applebee's and I was 14 years old. Old. Oh, my God. I was going to say, were other people teenagers or were they like, did they Seven, know you were 14, <laughs> 18? Like I was clearly the youngest by far. I was, I think, a <laughs> freshman and then a sophomore in high school. And the deli next door would allow people to buy beers if they were in their Applebee's uniform. Wow. Usually that's the opposite. <laughs> You're not allowed to buy anything in a uniform. Uh, yes, they they were like, hey, if they work at Applebee's, they must be there. They, if they're not 21, they have the maturity of a 21 year old. That's wow. what the deli owner thought. So trusting. They probably got like free dinner, right? Like yeah, 100%. You had a little. They were coming in. They were getting the steak Caesar half price. <laughs> this is on Staten Island. Staten Island, Richmond Avenue. OK, Amazing. I don't care. I'll throw them under the bus. I mean, <laughs> all the all my bosses got fired because they did a big sting and they all got arrested because they were snorting pills in the office. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, wow. And they're like, it's not us. It's that 14-year-old kid. He's supplying the whole fucking place. Yeah. I was the big kingpin. And this is this my parents' idea. They were like, this is going to, he'll get responsibility. He'll learn about money. Yeah. I was just thrown into the pits of, like, restaurant despair. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's so funny. You're, like, hungover, not waking up. They're like, must have been a busy night at Applebee's. <laughs> He must have been busting tables so hard. Oh, he must have spilled so much beer on him. He stinks. <laughs> oh, yeah. How long did you work there? I worked there for like two years, I believe. And oh, I, wow. It was great. My buddy, he lived really close by. So I would be able to get weed from this guy that worked at Applebee's. I would go buy beer. No, no, no one had money, but I would just spend all my money I made in tips and buy <laughs> beer and weed for everybody. And Aww. we would go party, and then my friend would drive me in the morning, and I would work the Sunday shift. I love it. it I great. love it. You're the coolest 14 year old I know. I, I, you know what, Anna? I was so fucking cool then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you not were gonna cool. pretend I wasn't. I was, I was like kind of cool. I was I, like watching Grease on repeat with my best friend, and that was like a Friday night, you know? Wow. That's fun. That was it a live version of the musical? No, definitely not. Just the okay. movie. <laughs> Just the movie. I thought nerdum was brought to the next level. No, no. You know, and I was probably in a chat room or so being like age, sex, location. Like, ooh, we're bad now. <laughs> yeah. I was I was in chat rooms, too. Chat rooms yeah. were a thing that that should have been illegal. Chat rooms. Yeah. Chat rooms were fun, though. Like, yes. I mean, I you could have conversations with everyone. <laughs> I mean, I think it was all just kids our age. Yeah. I, I hope so. I hope so. I used to go into lesbian chat rooms and pretend. <laughs> listen, I don't know. I used to go to lesbian chat rooms <laughs> and I would pretend I was a woman. And I would, because in Staten Island, what? it was too. I, oh, this is so toxic. It, I, <gasps> my friends would be like, it's gay if you go into a chat room and say that you're a guy trying to hook up with a girl. But if you're a girl trying to hook up with a girl, that's not as gay. That's what everyone. What? Is, is it gay to be straight? It's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think also when we were growing up, guys, uh, like they'd be like, oh, when two girls kiss, it's yes. cool. It's yes. so hot. Well, yeah, and of course. So then we, I would go into these lesbian chat rooms <laughs> and pretend to be a, a woman. <laughs> 
and I would be like, send me pics. And if they sent me a pic that I already received, because it was a bunch of just like little boys sending each other naked pictures of girls, I would ream them. I would be like, I am a real lesbian. And how dare you come on this site and disrespect the platform? And I would go off. But um, wow, that's just a little bit of where I come from and where I've grown to be. Okay, (laughs) I love it so much. Someone's listening to this right now and they're like, I met her in a chat room. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I My, met the one real lesbian in the real lesbian Yes, room. and that was me. And you know what my screen name was? In case you want to know, it was Big Papa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone would say, but that's a man's name. I go, I'm just a Biggie Smalls fan. I go, I'm a woman, but I'm a Biggie Smalls fan. That was my logic. You had a reason the for it. Yeah, it works yeah. out. <laughs> All right, so you're at Applebee's two years. You're partying. You're making friends. You're not learning the value of a dollar whatsoever. Uh, no. What st- what? How did Applebee's end? That sounds like a good ride. It was good. I think. Uh, how did it end? Um, I think that I was tired of being a busboy. I think being a busboy is a hard job. Oh yeah. You don't yeah. make a lot of money. It's and you you everyone just bosses you around. Yeah, and you're yeah. always carrying gross, dirty dishes. Like yes, it's and gross. You get yelled at by people. I would get. People would just scream. People that came to Applebee's on Staten Island weren't the nicest always. Yeah. One time a woman <laughs> screamed at me because I like I was uh, I, I was like holding too many cups and she's like, no one should hold that many cups. And she was sitting down and she just reamed me because she says that I'm going to fall and hurt myself. <laughs> You're holding too many cups. I was holding. Were you like, yeah, like bitch, if you keep talking attack. to me and distracting me, I'm going to drop these fucking cups. <laughs> She yelled at me. She goes, I've been watching you and you are holding too many cups when you're going to the back. People were just mean. Mean. They're so mean. I left. Mm. I left that job. Okay. But there's not a lot of jobs on Staten Island that you could do besides working <laughs> at restaurants. So where'd you go next? I worked at Boulder Creek Steakhouse and I was a fry cook in the back. Oh, wow. You moved to the back of house? I did BOH. It was oh, the only, hell yeah. It was the only job I could get that summer. So I did. I was a fry cook in the back of a house and I was 17 then. Wow. How was that? Did they treat you better in the back of the house? Um... It was, you know what? There was something nice about you made the same amount of money every shift. Mm-hmm. And there was something like nice about like, oh, no matter what, I make this much. Right. You know what you're going in with. Boring or like busy, not busy. It was you knew what you got. Yeah. I did have one incident there. So we made, um, you know, Bloomin' Onions, like the Outback. They have. The yeah, infants. I like those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, they're amazing, right? We would yeah. make those, but they were called, I think, Awesome Blossoms. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's, it's the Staten Island knockoff of that blooming onion. <laughs> yes. And there was a lot of, apo- I think there was like four apostrophes in awesome, awesome. <laughs> and so I was making, to make the Austin blossom, you had to like s- spin it like a disc into, into the uh, oil. Okay. So it would open up like it was ass up. It, you, th- you throw it in ass up. So it's like the little nub on the, is facing the ceiling. Okay. So mm-hmm. you spin it in so it flowers out so it gets in all the the crevices. Got it. I spin it in. Oil splashes on me. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. I'm 17 years old. I, it's illegal that I'm working at Boulder Creek in back oh, house. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I have all the I have a uh, like a oil blisters on my wrist. Okay. They decide oh, to no. give me one day off disability. <laughs> 
I get one day of disability. And they they just go go to the doctors. We'll pay you for for the next day that you have to work. You know, don't worry about it. That was their way of being like, don't tell on us. Yeah. Instead of going to the doctors, I decide to go to the Staten Island Yankees game. <laughs> and I just get hammered as a 17-year-old. And I just, I'm in the stands just yelling, I'm on disability. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. I have one day of disability. And I must have spent so much more money than I would have made that day at Boulder Creek Steakhouse. But that was like literally I love one of that. the best days of my life was when I was on disability <laughs> at 17 years old from Boulder Creek Steakhouse at the Staten Island Yankee game. Just covered in blisters, Just, but like having fun. Oh, yeah. I, I had this huge blister. I was sitting next to this girl and I wasn't talking. And she goes, did you just spit on my face by accident? Oh, no. And no. I said, I said uh, yeah, yeah. I just spit on your face. Yeah, I did. And I looked down and my blister clearly just exploded. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Oh, oh my yeah. god! Yep, 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 yep. That's like such a Ferris Bueller moment where you're like, "Sick day? Ooh, okay, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to a fucking Ferris baseball Bu- game." <laughs> Ferris Bueller with blisters. <laughs> oh, wow, wow. His wounds are open, but he's having the best day of his fucking life. It was amazing. It was, and like people were like cheering for me because I don't think anyone believed I was on disability. I was like, because I was a kid. <laughs> But you know what? In Staten Island, that's a rite of passage to be on disability at one point wow. at a baseball game. Yeah, that's and that beautiful. Was a very short-lived job. I think okay. after that, they realized I should not be working in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds that checks out. Honestly, yeah. all right. So, what was next in your life? When did you come to the city, or like, did you go to school here? Or I went to uh, Manhattan College in Riverdale. Okay. So I thought I was going to be an engineer. Really. Yeah, because uh, I you didn't, didn't do like theater or anything, or I you did, weren't. I did theater. I did okay. uh, children's theater growing up. Nice. That's how I know Nikki Sorrentino. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she yeah, went to yeah. college with me. Yes, yes, I forgot about this. Yeah, that's how I know her because she was always she was ta- very talented, mm-hmm. and I was just there. You know, I was just <laughs> being silly, me, right? And but she, I did like a lot of those plays and stuff like that. But then I was like. I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I went to Staten Island Tech, uh, which is a math and science high school. Okay. So, and my grandpa was a construction worker, and I like really looked up to him. And he's like, you know, engineering's a good path. It's like you make good money. It's respectable. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this. You know. Mm-hmm. And my it was just like something like it was an educated construction worker, and I was like, I'll do that. That's so, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I was it was literally some of the worst years of my life going to engineering school. It, I was never sadder. <laughs> really? Yeah. Cuz you wanted to be on stage doing doing the plays. <laughs> I guess I needed a creative outlet. Yeah. I was truly mm-hmm. never sad. I was partying, I was doing drugs. It was just like some of the saddest moments of my life, man. <laughs> it was oh, no. so I, I remember and I think mo- a lot of people that do engineering, it's not like there's usually not a passion for it. it mm. It's usually like this is a good route for me to like have a w- wife or have a family settle down. And I'm like 18, 19. I'm like, there's there's no life ahead of you that. Yeah. And also knowing what you do now. I mean, it's not very collaborative, right? I mean, it's very no. you're very much on your own, like working alone when yeah. you're engineering. Yeah, it was a lot of um, blueprint. I, I worked for an engineer. I was an intern at a uh um, uh, the waste sewage treatment plant in Greenpoint, Brooklyn for a wow. while. 
Wow. You know those big Hershey kisses in the sky? Yeah. Yeah, you I were... worked there, which is a construction <gasps> site. It's basically where they take the city's poop and they make it clean to put in the water. Oh, my. Yeah. And that's that was your internship? <laughs> that was my internship. I worked there for two, like, two winters and two summers. Holy shit, that's a long time. Yeah, I, well, I was, you know what? Engineering internships, you make money. Oh, okay. Like, I was, it, it wasn't a free internship. I was getting paid pretty well. I was going to say, that's intense to not get paid. To, and you're like, you know the shit place where they make it clean? I'm like, <laughs> you electively, did, I was like, did you get school credit at least? No, no it was all, I, I just made money. And I, I did get school credit, but I dropped out of engineering school. Okay. Which, uh, but that place was a, a bad place. That's where I realized I don't want to be an engineer at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you came to that realization. I think some people live it out and do it and, you know, cut to 20, 30 years later. They're like, damn, I really should have done what I want to do. Like, of course. And I was very dramatic about being an engineer. I remember I had like, <laughs> long conversations with my parents. I want to drop out of school to pursue comedy. I remember one time I got in a fight and I threw my phone out the car window. Oh, no. I was a very dramatic boy. As soon as, I, as soon as I did it, my mom looked at me and she goes, we need to calm down. <laughs> she said, she, involved, she, said, she invoked the we in that sentence because she knew she was responsible for that move, too. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Oh, yeah. wow. So you dropped out because you knew you wanted to do comedy. How were you doing stuff at UCB then? In college, yeah, I started to at that point. My parents okay. said, they were like, if you finish college, you could do stuff at, uh, well, I'll buy you a class for like uh, Christmas, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. They're like, and after you're done with college, you could do whatever you want. Whatever My you parents want. were like that, too. Yeah, which is They're so like, weird. Get the education and then do what you want. And I, and I did. And then you're like, well, now what? This wasn't what if I was a child actor, I'd be fucking rich by now. But you guys <laughs> in, made me go to school. Yeah, I know. It's I don't use no offense to my education. I don't use any of it now. <laughs> yeah. I don't use any of what I learned. And I just have student debt. Yeah. 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 So, I use some of mine now. Do, but what did you go to school for? TV production. See, that's see, that's nice. You didn't do three years engineering and then just broadcasting. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. I wasted. I also did five years of college. Oh, my God. I know. That, I why? Know. I had a hard time. <laughs> I had a hard time. Because you were unhappy. I was unhappy. Unhappy. And I... I, I, I'm so much happier now. Yeah. I'm a much happier boy now. I'm still a boy, but I'm happier. He's a happy boy. He's a yeah. happy boy with a hot pod, you know? Yes. <laughs> so what did you do when you, okay, so you dropped out. Obviously, you had to get a job, right? You, no one's allowed to drop out of school and just, did you move home? Did you? I spent one semester just living with my friends, and it was one of the biggest mistakes ever. <laughs> No. I didn't have a job. I did nothing. So what were you just you just hung out at the house while I they took, went to class? Yes. I just hung out and smoked <laughs> weed all day and then I would party at night. I spent <laughs> four months and this was also the lowest I've ever been in my life, if mm -hmm. I'm being honest, right? Um I got a fight. I uh I got a fight with a bouncer. I had to go to the hospital. I my <laughs> 
literally was partying. I remember I like, well, yeah, it was my mom. Like I was going to say your poor mom, you know, you know what? <laughs> she's a queen. She, I, she, uh, the, she's just happy. I'm happy now. I, okay, set the, I set the standard real low. My mom just goes, I'm happy that you're a happy man now. You know, Aww. Oh, that's so nice. It truly is nice. She doesn't I did bring work- up. Remember that semester when you laid on your ass doing drugs and got <laughs> <laughs> and all your friends went to class. <laughs> no. I worked at um I worked at like restaurants and I would save money. So I was like using my money. I worked at um I worked at a restaurant in Staten Island then for a bit that was uh like uh uh connected a little bit. <laughs> okay. It was uh We don't um, we don't have to say anymore. Yeah. No. No, but <laughs> I made I made a lot of money there. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that was um that was a good job. And I remember my sister worked at another restaurant and they were uh, like they had ties to people and the <laughs> owner was shot and killed in front of the restaurant. Holy shit. <laughs> yes. Mm. Literally, you can look it up. It was you like, and your sister coming home. You're like, we're the richest young people in the whole area. I swear to God, these dudes would walk in and go, hey, Sebastian. He go, And they would slip me fucking $50, $100. He goes, this is for being a good kid, you know? And that would be it. <laughs> Just for being good. And for being a good kid. And they had no idea if I was being a good kid or not. <laughs> Hell yeah. But you smiled and I bet you were like, yep, I'm a good kid. That's I'm me. A, you know what? I would bring them their eggplant caponade real fast. Hell That's yeah. why I was a good kid. That was the <laughs> only reason why. I would help the boss, though, too. And he would like ask me to like help drive his like his daughter places and stuff like that. So I was like helping around. That's nice. Yeah, we had one awkward moment where he kind of asked <laughs> me to bring an envelope outside. <laughs> That's it, though? That's all you were told, right? He said, he goes, Sebastian, listen to me, Sebastian. He, he had a list. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, Sebastian, I was wondering if you could do me a favor. I might have a buddy come by later today. And uh, I got an envelope. If you could just bring it out to his car, that'd be phenomenal for me. <laughs> And I looked at him. I said, blank. I go, hey, listen to me. Uh, I don't think I want to do that. And he goes, Sebastian, I completely understand you're a good <laughs> kid. And that was the only time we ever spoke of something like that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It was wow. the most polite offer I've ever had to be in the mafia. <laughs> I was going to say he tested you. He gave he, you the test. Yeah. Yeah. You declined respectfully. And he said, I respect the de- I respect you declining. It was everyone thinks that you're forced <laughs> into this lifestyle. It was, the, it was the most gracious offer I've ever received. And he goes, of course, I completely understand. <laughs> so you didn't take the envelope out? No, I did not take the envelope yeah. out. Yeah, that's nice. I probably would have been like, hell yeah. How much is in here? Do I get a cut? <laughs> <laughs> OK, <laughs> yeah. just keep my family. OK, you know what, Anna, you say that, but. The men that came by were kind of scary. I bet. I've seen <laughs> yeah. good fellas. That's where my brain is right now. Yes. They, <laughs> I'm they picturing were... you as the kid bringing out the, the hot plates to the guys in Goodfellas, and he's like got his gun ready to go in case it's not cooked how he likes it. <laughs> yes. No one had guns, but it was people had prison tattoos on their fingers and stuff like that <laughs> as they were giving mm-hmm. you money. And you go, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. But that's it. I mean, it wasn't, they were all very sweet people. Mm-hmm. I That's like nice. all, all of them. All I'm the sure they've videos. influenced your comedy over the years, you know? A hundred percent. You know what? There's something about men that 
have the act tough that I still love. <laughs> yeah. st- because no matter what, you could be as tough as you want. If a, p- a piece of pizza is too hot, you- you're going to burn the roof of your mouth. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. That's what we have to remember at the end of the day. Oh. That's so true. Oh. Yeah. So when did you come to Brooklyn? When did you move to the city? When when did you leave the island of Staten? Here's the thing. So after college, I moved home and lived with my parents again. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and he's still there. And I'm still here. No, I moved out. I, I, there was a chunk of time where I did not live at home. I know. I know. That's when I met you. You didn't live at home. No. When we met, I did not live at home. But mm-hmm. I was one of those good. I was one of those kids that lived with his mom and then moved moved out and lived with a woman <laughs> i went straight from my parents house to living with a, a like uh, a girlfriend so, got it yeah uh which i guess in retrospect like looking back i should have was that the some- only way they'd let you out they I, you were like yes i gotta move on with my life i got a girlfriend now i'm old and they're like oh fine yes that was the only way my mom felt comfortable with me because uh, you know he's got a girlfriend i don't want him to leave but you know she, she's there for him you know yeah, if you had like a studio, you're like, I just want to be on my own. I want to get a studio. They're like, oh, no, we have we don't want that. <laughs> Never. They'll go, why would you waste your money like that? I'll make you food. Wow. Wow. I need parents like this. Oh, my God. I Anna. I spent all my money on living alone. <laughs> Anna, it's actually, I actually can't believe that I, I was living on my own for a while in Brooklyn because I don't spend a dollar. My mom, my mom goes, what do you need from Costco? And I just <laughs> tell her. <laughs> and then it comes to my door. Wow. That happens when I go home. My mom, I'll like be coming home for like 24 hours. And my mom's like, what cereal do you eat nowadays? I'm like, I don't know if I'll have cereal in the next 24 hours, but you know, I answer it with the cereal I want. And then, cause then at the end of my stay, she's like, well, I don't eat, I don't eat Reese's peanut butter puffs. You want to just take these back to the city? And I'm like, oh, how I finagled that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. I get that all the time here. Yeah. So it's nice. going to be, it's going to be a hard transit. I know I have to leave. Right. I know like when I start, I, I don't give me those eyes. Okay. <laughs> don't you dare be like, do you have to? Because it's hard yeah, enough. Maybe you don't need to. <laughs> I think I need to. I think I need to. When you, you feel like you yeah. need to, you need to. You know what? Yeah, yeah. It's an ego. It's, it's fine when I'm with my family, but when you're like out in the world and people have to say, where do you live? And you go, I live in Staten Island. And they go, why? And you have to go because my mom and dad live there and I live in their basements. That's what shit hurts. Yeah. Yeah. So when you did move out, when you did live here with a girlfriend, what were you doing for work when you were on your own and had to be a big boy? When I had to be a big boy for that brief period of time? Yeah, <laughs> brief period of time. I, what did I? Well, I was the first at UCB. They had this thing called line control, which was basically a bouncer that sat outside the theater. Oh, yeah. I remember and that. I was the first person to do that at the theater. I was going to say, did you pass torch to Ken McGraw? I feel 100%. like. 100%. <laughs> yeah. he, he 100% became littler me. <laughs> I, I was like, I started making money doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, well, there's this other like New Jersey kid that could kind of, that kind of <laughs> has Sebastian vibes. So they just let him do it. <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't mean physically. I was just like, I remember Ken doing that, but I, now I, you did it before him. That makes sense. So you were uh, line control. Yes, we were line because in UCB world, no one is tougher than me and Ken, even though we're two softies. I've got yeah, two very sweet boys. Yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> yes, but for some reason, because I have an accent, they go, oh, he could fight. That's mm-hmm. what you see me thought. <laughs> he could say, I'm from Staten Island, and those kids in line will be like, I'm sorry, I didn't cut the line. <laughs> you know what, Anna? It kind of did work. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> it kind of did work. So that oh, was your... Did UCB line ever get really rowdy? No, I mean, back on uh, 26th Street, there were like um, people that would come by that would have to be like, hey, you got to get out of here. That would mm. like try to get in or like drunk like mm. people drunk, that were just like trying too. to cause trouble yeah um it's mostly like just telling people being like no you have to go to the end of the line it's mostly <laughs> just saying no you have to go to the end of the line people yeah, asking yeah, you yeah. can i go can i go right inside i have a ticket no you have to wait in line and then they get annoyed yeah were yeah. you auditioning at this point and doing yes. like some at that other point, stuff i was auditioning i mm-hmm. think i was even on a team for a little bit and did line control still mm-hmm. because it was like it was an easy job. I sat on a stool and I would get high and sit out. I would literally <laughs> eat like a... That sounds like a great job for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I would get, eat a wee brownie and I would sit outside and I would just tell people, oh, no, you just you have your ticket on your phone and go to the end of the line. I would just say very politely. <laughs> and nice. then I would go watch half a show and then go sit on my stool outside. It's a perfect night. It was It was actually so nice. And they would let me take off whenever I needed. I would work a few days a week. And then, like, Saturdays, I would work, like, 12 hours. It was literally so easy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It it was a blessing of a job. And I got to meet so many nice people at UCB. That's when I finally felt like uh, people always ask the question, like, when did you feel like a part of the community? Mm -hmm. And it was never from getting on a team or anything like that. I always felt more a part of it when I was, like, working there. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I love that. Yeah. And once I stopped working there, I did feel less of a part of, like the crew which is weird that is weird yeah i never got on a team and i did a lot over the years there and i never (laughs) i'd say i never felt like a part of the crew but i was friends with a lot of people there and i still have friends from there and like Uh who i love and you know love to collaborate with but i i don't know there came a point i think where i decided all right if i'm not gonna get on a team i'm gonna be you know we're all gonna go into this industry together like sure you're going to be friends with people. You're going to want them in videos and cast them. And you never know who you're going to work with. So, like, take it for what it is. That was, I kind of, like. A hundred percent. I don't know. Also, improv. I hate, <laughs> as improv's gone along, it's it doesn't do much for you. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's not like, unless you want to do, like, commercial auditioning, which is nice. That's the only time you're ever asked, can you do improv? Right. And they don't even want you to do improv. I've gone in for commercial auditions. I know. <laughs> And they'll be like, they'll be like, okay, you're you're a mover, and I'll, I'll they'll be like, improvise some dialogue. I'll improvise some dialogue, and I've been doing improv ten years now. Okay, yeah. I hate to say it, I'm pretty good. <laughs> I hate yeah. to say it, I'm pretty good. And and they'll go, okay, stop. I'd rather you just talk about the furniture that you're carrying right now, right? They'll literally give me notes as an improv teacher. I know that they are the exact opposite of what you should do as right. An That's right? so funny. So I had I mean, a callback for a commercial. You just reminded me of like a, like a month ago uh-huh. and it was a very improv audition. And, you know, I gave them they when they say improv, they want like a funny line after the script. They want like a funny yes. reaction. They don't really want you to like 
fully redo the whole script or anything. And I remember I gave like, I gave a couple funny lines or whatever. I got the call back and at the call back, it's like awkward. It's over zoom. And there's like five people and some are not even watching, but they're on. And you know, it's like, it's different nowadays in a callback. You're like, what? And they're like, can you move your backdrop? Like, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm tech and everything. (laughs) Oh, it's the worst. It's weird. It's and the worst. Why do we have to do everything? If we want, to, if we literally just want to act, we literally have to be a camera person. We need to do it. Every sound person. It's insane. So I just remember I started doing the audition. I did it pretty much how I did it in the in the first one. Uh-huh. And the guy goes, hey, 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 you're great at improv. That's why you got here. But now these are the clients. I need you to stick to the script. And I was oh. like. I was like, okay. Ooh. He goes, you. We know you're funny. That's why you got to this point. But then it's like, what? Like, yeah. then tell us that before the callback. Like, no improv now. Like, I came oh. in hot. I was like, oh yeah, I did say that funny line. I'll, I'll do that again for these guys. You know, they clearly liked it one time. Yeah. I was like, okay. It was then that I knew. I'm like, I'm not gonna book. Like, sure. <laughs> you just know. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, I don't ever book commercials. I don't really. Well, because here's the thing, Anna. Um, if the people listening don't see me, uh, everyone books me as like the loser that you don't want to be. That's not using their product, Right. So <laughs> and uh, it sucks. It sucks so much. So if it's like a subway commercial, it'll be like, do you eat those greasy cheeseburgers? And then they'll be like, OK, Sebastian, th- now pretend to take a bite out of a cheeseburger. And the whole <laughs> thing falls all over your shirt. And then you cry in the corner because nobody loves you. And that will. <laughs> And I'll have to do like this audition in the middle of my day. Oh and, no. And no. I hate to sound like this. I'm not a loser like that. No, so, you're not. I'm really not. And so you could I'm, sell the shit out of a Subway sandwich. That, of, that, of course, but they want something. Th- I mean, let's not. They want some svelts. Uh, they want some, <laughs> some fit. Like, I barely eat food, okay? <laughs> no. Uh, I don't so, buy that. I don't, I'd rather, like, I feel like you would give a very passionate performance eating a Subway sandwich, and I'd be like, 100%. I want what he's having. Thank you. We need to normalize fat people doing <laughs> co- commercials <laughs> for food. We need to normalize. That's why I came on this podcast, to talk about normalizing fat people eating in commercials. You need, a, you, you know what? More jobs for everyone. I appreciate your platform, honestly. I think it's, yes. you're oh, selling what? it. Or whatever adjective you use for yourself, because I know not everyone feels comfortable using. I want to be, you know, I say that about me. Please do not DM me and call me fat because I have. I'm very sensitive. <laughs> right, very it's like sensitive. you. I say that about me. You can't say that about me. A hundred percent. You. That's how it say goes. It. Yeah. Yeah. Please do not do that. <laughs> All right, we have to wrap it up in a second. This has been so much fun, but I want to know what was like the last. Were you teaching improv in person before the pandemic, and that was like the last job job, and now. Yeah, the last job job I had was teaching improv, which is I, I joked in the beginning about it, but it's I I love teaching improv. It's it, so I, fun. I'm so lucky that I get to be thoughtful about comedy. I love teaching people that care about something that I truly care so deeply about. I do not like teaching improv to little kids at summer camp. <laughs> I will say that. That's tough. Yeah. I, I was teaching at this like uh um, acting school, a very famous acting school for a minute. And okay. uh, yes, uh, just a minute, <laughs> just a minute. They did not like me too much there. OK, I was in and out uh, and I was teaching at this acting school and I was teaching a summer camp program and it was all these kids. And it was one of the worst experiences I've 
ever had. I actually had to end class. Well, one, they would all just sing. They would all go burritos, Doritos, and Hot Cheetos. And I would be trying to make them do like improv stuff. And they would all do the Fortnite dance and sing okay. this. And then there was a woman that was there and she was like, uh, would be in the classroom because she was a teacher. So to be someone, another adult in the room right. with me, which I love, please, more adults in the room with me, with you know, like I'm yeah. all about that. Um, Let them and, take care of these monsters. <laughs> yes. And the first day she showed up, she showed up in like a blouse with slacks. The last day she literally had pajamas on. That's how much these <laughs> kids destroyed her. And the last oh, day, no. it was a, a nightmare. The last day, the kids that we have, like, I would just run like short form games with these kids. Uh, and the last day they just start chanting pizza, pizza, and there's 10 minutes left of class <laughs> and they wouldn't stop chanting pizza. And I looked at the woman, I go, what's going on? What? And she goes, they're going to have pizza after this. Just dead. She, she didn't even open her eyes to tell me so they're going to have pizza after this. I literally go, I go, can we stop yelling pizza? Can we stop yelling pizza? I go, I got 10 more minutes. They didn't. So I just ended the class early because we both gave up on the kids. Not just nice. they stop yelling pizza. <laughs> I mean, improv class is hard to compete with the pizza. I'm not going to lie. If I knew I was getting pizza in 10 minutes and you're telling me to zip, zap, zop some stranger. <laughs> That's literally a sketch video I've seen. I think like Clickhole made it or something. Oh, really? It's like, yeah, these people enter a room with kids and just start chanting pizza and get everyone riled up and then they leave. Oh, <laughs> like, no. That's are cruel. you in the Clickhole video? Are you in it? <laughs> so, that, did you write that, that Clickhole video? That is me. Thank you very much. <laughs> and I'm still waiting for Clickhole to tag me in the fucking thing. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I'm glad you're able to still teach online. I think it's brilliant. And, you know, more of us, I don't know how long we're going to be doing it for, but like, as long as you've found a way to do it and you enjoy it, that's beautiful. I love it. It's so nice. Yeah. 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 And you never have to leave home, uh, you know. Anna, do not put that out. We are not manifesting that. Okay. We're not putting no, that we're energy not. in the world. We're not. I hope we're you not. come back to Brooklyn and then we can meet up in person, you know, and, yes. and go have a drink somewhere and enjoy oh, ourselves. That would be beautiful. I would love that. Wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah. I, I think it is going to happen soon. Okay. You got to keep me posted. I will. You better, I'll you better shoot me an email. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no more emails between me and you, Anna. Okay. okay. Only text DMs. only. Uh, text text DM. only. Okay. Okay. DMs That's too fine. formal. Too formal for us. DM is too formal. No, oh, it is emails. Oh, email is way too formal. Yes, okay. Too I, formal. I understand. Yeah. yeah. I've learned my lesson now. And I'm so glad you were here. This has been so much fun. Yes. I mean, right? Ellen, I was like, Sebastian will be great. You'll get to know him and very fast. <laughs> thank you, Ellen. Ellen, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Ellen's I, approving. I was so nervous. I go, what will Ellen say? <laughs> and, and it was, yeah, it, well, she was like, it was all right. <laughs> okay. We'll cut, we'll cut that Applebee's bit. You know, that first. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> of course, of course. Cut, cut no. everything. Just, you know, please, please. No, but tell people where they can find you. Tell them about your podcast. It's so fun. And you're killing it. You're putting out so much material. I'm envious. Yeah, I'm doing the podcast. I, I really uh, like it. Listen to Anna's. If you want to listen to the, uh, an episode and you're a big fan of Anna, please listen to her episode. Uh, it's a great way to get in. We talk about soup. Uh, it's <laughs> phenomenal. Uh, we have a blast. Uh, it's uh, loud about nothing. I do two episodes a week. Uh, one episode I do with a guest and another episode is just kind of me and my 
uh, buddy I call my nephew, Robbie, and uh, we just kind of talk about what we're thinking and what we're feeling. So it's almost like two different kind of shows put into one loud about nothing. Uh, you can follow me at Sebastian Canelli, and please don't DM me that I'm fat. <laughs> <laughs> saying please dm me <laughs> no please do you do not need to dm me at all and if you do please leave fat out of it oh my god but you can keep the phat in because he's cool af with that chain yes. okay <laughs> he is staten island represent right now i do i have an earring under these headphones <laughs> i believe it <laughs> all right that is it that's another episode of unemployed guys go listen to all the other ones don't forget to rate review all the beautiful things that we love and if you want to watch this episode oh baby go to that patreon.com slash unemployed podcast and uh and check this out sebastian has a beautiful face you're gonna want to look at this little he's such a good boy he's I'm so hot he's yes. such a good boy the hottest that's what he made me say on the the hottest podcast in town you better go listen to it and yes. uh and we're out okay bye Right now, I just want to take a moment to thank everybody who has supported our Patreon. This is your shout out right here from me. Tons of love. And if you haven't checked out our Patreon, all of our videos go up there. Sometimes I just write fun things because I feel like it. And it's just a really nice way to support us at Unemployed. And, you know, so we can keep this thing going. We do it for nothing. We do it for fun. We do it for you to listen to. So definitely check out the Patreon. And right now, huge shout out to our patrons, Bill Horton, Chi of Steel, Danielle McCartney, Lori Jackson, Jeannie Logan, we got Joe Galati, Chris Arneson, Jordan Lucero, Oscar Yuen, Ken Levin, and Vic Terry. Thank you so much. You have no idea how much it means to us, and I appreciate you, and I see you, and I love you. 